Hello, everyone. It is Tuesday, May 5th. So happy Cinco de Mayo to everybody tuning in. Um, I'm Jen Stone from Source, and I give you a quick orientation of the webinar tool itself before I introduce our guest today. Um, you're muted automatically, but that doesn't mean that we uh, that we want to be the only ones doing the talking. You all have access to the live chat where you can send a message or questions to the whole group. If you have trouble with the audio or viewing the presentation, feel free to check uh, to check the box to send privately. You can test out the chat now by saying hello or let us know what you're snacking on. Feel free to chat in your questions anytime during the presentation. Um, if we don't answer in real time, we'll be sure to cover it during the Q&A time at the end of the presentation today. Um, you can adjust the ratio of the video to slides by dragging the black slider underneath the speaker, um, underneath the speaker video. And also a recording of this webinar is going to be sent to you after we wrap up the live presentation. So if you miss anything or if you want to share with a friend, you'll be able to do that. All right. So now I'd like to introduce our guest today, um, Stephanie Deshay from Architects. Stephanie is the rep for Oregon, Washington, Alaska, and Idaho. She's going to be showing us some new performance fabrics. Stephanie, so great to have you joining us. Thanks what for having me. Yeah. What are you snacking on today? Oh, I'm pretty boring. It's shake time. Ah, very nice, healthy choice. I'm um, I'm sticking with the theme of the day. We got some Juanitas and nice. Malta. Yeah, little party. I was tempted to have a margarita, but <laughs> it is one. A little bit later, I think that'll be appropriate. Yeah. yeah. Well, nice. hello. I see the chat's already pretty live. Um, I love that. You know, I love an interactive presentation. Hello, Sarah, Andrew, Shana, Ren, Ali. Um, how are you doing? Give me a, I'm okay, because I need to know, because I care. <laughs> All right, so, um, good, I, I see I, I'm okay. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about me, for those of you who don't know. Um, my background is design. I'm an NCIDQ and um, certified interior designer. The majority of my practice was spent uh, designing healthcare. And uh, when I joined Architects 15 years ago, um, that was after practicing for 10 years, um, I, you know, Architects, our specialty was healthcare fabrics. Um, about seven, eight years ago, we shifted into hospitality, but we took that whole performance aspect and brought it over to that. And now we're about like, you know, we're, we're still, we work in all vertical markets, but those are our two major markets that we work in right now. But something that's being widely discussed um, at this very moment is, is really how healthcare um, performance level is going to influence all vertical markets. And I mean, it's on every thought leader discussion that I'm on with IIDA and NEWH, you know, what are, what, how are our environments going to change and how are we going to clean them? Um, and so it's being widely discussed. Now, there's gonna be some things that happen that I think everyone should be aware of. And one of them being um, these knee jerk reactions, like, you know, everything has to be antimicrobial. Well, we've, we've, been, we've been here before, right? Um, First of all, there's there's reasons to do antimicrobial, and there's reason there or there's like debates on whether to do or whether not to do, and there's reasons for that. Okay, so um, th there's been position papers written about this where they talk about the three reasons maybe to not do antimicrobial, and that is one efficacy, 
So are they really as effective as we think? Now there's two types of antimicrobial. There's uh, kill on contact, and then there's resistance to microbes. Two different things. Um, if it is a chemical agent, then, and, there is a, and if there's a possibility for it to get off of the material, whatever that material is, and into the ecosystem, it can kill off the good with the bad and disrupt the ecosystem. So there, there's a big reason not to do it, right? Um, and we won't know what that looks like for a decade or so. So um, the, these have been widely discussed in healthcare, but it's important, you know, as designers to educate ourselves when our clients now say, oh, it has to be this. So same thing, it's the same argument with antibiotics, right? Like you take an antibiotic, you, yeah, you can kill, you know, it might be viral, it might be bacterial, you know, maybe you did good, maybe you did bad, maybe you just killed off all the good flora with the bad flora. And so, so it's like, it's the same type of discussion. So I think it's consciousness raising. We need to raise awareness around the subject so that we can, we can um, address this from an educated standpoint. Um, and that's really what we, I mean, designers, we've always had ability. So that, I just wanted to kind of preface this whole conversation with that because it's gonna keep coming up. Um, you're gonna hear it more and more. I'm hearing it, I'm hearing it at a very high level. You're gonna start to hear it from your clients. Um, you're also gonna now be, you know, as designers, it's gonna be, um, you're gonna be faced with this, all these really harsh cleaning agents that you're gonna need to just address, you know, fundamentally how you're going to deal with this. And you need to know the products that can be cleaned with these cleaners. So I can just click this, right? Oh, there it is. Okay, arrow. So I, and this is a question I get all the time, right? Is, you know, can I clean this with? And the answer is it depends. It depends what it is, depends what the content is. Um, so if you look at this, and it's sort of small, this slide, um, but there are four categories of healthcare cleaners, and they're and they're mutually exclusive. So, um, you know, all the different brands are gonna fall into one of these four categories. They're corrosive, they're uh, intended for hard, non-porous surfaces, but, the, but they get used on everything. At least in healthcare, they did. Now, I mean, think about a hotel, think about a school, think about the workplace. Everyone wants to feel safe, so, enter these cleaners that are going to be everywhere. Um, so just kind of going through the four categories, there's bleach based, there's disinfectant based, which is actually more of an umbrella term. It's quaternium ammonium, it's quaternium ammonium and peroxide based, it's alcohol based, um, there's peroxide based, just hydrogen peroxide based cleaners, and then there's phenolic based cleaners. Um, all of them have uh, they're corrosive, but they're corrosive in a you know specific way. Um, bleach is per, is very specific because it can fade fabric, and 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 the content of the fabric that you you know whatever the content is is very specific. So um, and then and then things that are bleach cleanable aren't necessarily disinfectant cleanable, and vice versa. So. Um, that's, those are all the considerations that designers have when we are, when we are dealing with these healthcare cleaners. So I'm gonna take it from two standpoints. I'm gonna take it from wovens and non-wovens. So we're gonna start with wovens. Um, 
This happens to be a beautiful new collection. Uh, it's called the Pure California Collection. Uh, just came out. It's our Pure Tech. Uh, our our position was, or we were leading with clean with water, but and and it can be really easily cleaned with water. Um, although we don't think it'll just be cleaned with water right now. So this is a collection that can be cleaned with all the disinfectant categories: phenolic based, hydrogen peroxide based, and um, disinfectant base, which is the alcohol, quaternary ammonium. But the this is not a content that can handle bleach. When it comes to bleach, it's it's very specific. It's going to be solution dyed or high energy dyed. So solution dyed is that whole, you know, carrot versus the radish. The color goes straight through. You cut it open. You see the, the orange goes straight through versus the radish. The colors on the outside, white on the inside. Um, High energy dye is a little different. High energy dye is heat set dye. And it's usually about a 10% bleach solution that you can use on, on these types of fabrics. Um, so this is one that can be is not bleach cleanable, but can be you can use disinfectants. This collection is the Hamptons collection. Beautiful collection, high energy dyed yarns, 10% bleach dilution, but not disinfectants or the other categories. So just bleach cleanable. So you're gonna see a lot of like broad brushing, like, oh, I need bleach cleanable. Do you really need bleach cleanable? Are you cleaning with bleach cleaners? Because if you're not, then we might need to look at something dif you know, something different. Um, and we might need to look into whether or not that particular cleaner works. So I always say start with the cleaner and work backwards. Um, at Architects, we, we test for all four categories of cleaner. We do, do it in the lab and we do it multiple times, right? So it's a very specific test where it takes that harsh agent, that chemical type, and it just cleans it over and over and over again until we're you're satisfied. And I don't know the exact number, but it's a lot. Um, and it's, la it's, it's done on purpose. To, it's a litmus test for the fabric. Questions so far? Good. Doesn't seem like it. Okay. So then the other, the other question usually is backing. Should I back that? I get, I get that question a lot. Should I back this fabric? It doesn't have a backing. And if so, which backing should I use? Well, backings can help avoid puddling. Um, they can help avoid seam slippage. It can, they can help with a multitude of performance issues in the field. Typically, you know, a light acrylic backing is just fine. It's your low cost solution. It's costing one to $2 per yard. Um, and it's, it's a stabilizing backing, perfect goes on wet, dries, that's how that's how it's applied. Um, you may wanna go to a knit polyester backing that is going to also be a stabilizing backing, does the same, it can help reduce puddling, seam slippage, flagging, uh, the same thing that an acrylic backing would do except for it's laminated to the back of the fabric. So those are your two basic options there. The next level would be what we use in healthcare and that's a moisture barrier backing. And what that does is it, it it's, it's also a stabilizing backing. It does what the other two do, but then it also becomes a breathable moisture barrier that protects the foam. So anything from the surface can't get through to the foam and grow. So again, we may see this being requested more and more as we go forward. Okay. So we need to shift to non-wovens and there's three categories of non-wovens. There's vinyl, there's polyurethane, and there's silicone and silicone hybrid, which is kind of, I guess a fourth and in between. Um, so 
uh, under non-wovens, vinyl is like the OG for, you know, non-woven uh, material. Uh, it's tried and true. It's kind of the go-to still for healthcare, for being honest. Um, it's e You can thermoform it, which is something we, we can have like a seamless installation, which again, might be appealing, no seams, nothing, you know, nothing can get through and, and you can't get to it. Um, it's got some drawbacks, like it becomes firmer at lower temperatures. So depending on where you're using it, it may crack. Um, if it has phthalates in it, it can have phthalate release, which also come, you know, cracking is a condition of that as well. Um, it is slower to adapt to your body temperature. So not as comfortable, makes you sweat, that kind of thing. But it's got great versatility. It can imitate almost any look, including leather. You can emboss it very deeply and you can print on it. And we have tons of vinyl still in the, in the architect's line because it's so flexible and, and it's also your low cost solution. So um, the next level is polyurethane. Polyurethane is wonderful for a number of reasons. It's soft, it's supple, it's, um, it's lightweight, it's breathable, but not because it's, it actually has perforations in it, it's breathable because it doesn't adapt to your body temperature as slow as say vinyl does, so it doesn't feel it as uncomfortable. Um, it's got good tensile strength. If it has the right backing, you don't have to worry about puddling. The backing does all the work on that. So it can, it's got good stretch and then good recovery if it's got the right backing. It can be prone to puddling if you don't have the right backing. So that's the thing to think about. It's the most realistic imitation of leather and then it breaks and wrinkles like leather. And then of course it's not, it's PVC free. So that's always appealing. <clears throat> and then the third category is silicone and silicone is inherent performance. So that is inherently won't support microbial growth. Um, inherently is stain resistant. Nothing can stick to a silicone and then um, inherently flame retardant without FR chemicals, which is becoming more and more important as those are being banned, like in California. And I, I see that coming um, in all the states. So it's strong, smooth, um, and again, you want that four-way stretch knit um, polyester backing to control it, and, you, and then you won't have any sagging or puddling issues. It's beautiful, it's also your highest cost solution. So this is just a chart I can send anybody if they're ever interested, it's a performance chart. The one thing I like to look at is the, you know, the middle, like wider row, because PVC, um, it's hydrolytic stability. PVC is excellent. Silicone, excellent. Polyurethane is poor to excellent. So the one thing like the Achilles heel for some polyurethanes is moisture. Uh, it can delaminate. So you need to know what you're getting when it comes to polyurethane. So you need, as a designer, we need to do a little more research when it comes to polyurethane because you need to make sure that it passes a hydrolysis test so that this doesn't happen. It's not due to chemical cleaners, it's due to moisture. And if that, if the middle wear layer is not strong enough, it will just disintegrate and then have nothing to attach to. So another lab test, um, it's an ISO lab test. Station of Contract Textiles minimum, uh, recommends a minimum of five weeks. Uh, also called the jungle test, yes, yes, friend. Um, it's because they put it in the chamber full of moisture. It's an abusive test, it's an accelerated test. They do it on purpose. Uh, they do it to just, you know, litmus test it and make sure this doesn't happen, right? And then they abrade it afterwards. I just say that the one, th even more important than double rubs when it comes to a polyurethane, make sure it passes the hydrolysis test. That's the number one when specifying a polyurethane.
So a couple of new collections. Um, we have some indoor outdoor performance vinyls. This one's called Drizzle. Got a beautiful array of colors, mid range for cost, cost wise can be cleaned with all the corrosive cleaners, all four categories and then shine, which is get more, a little bit more of a, a shimmer. And then um, one of our favorite polyurethane categories is the, is the authentic Pele. It's um, our glove leather finish, super soft, super supple. Uh, classic has more of a texture. That's this one right here. And then Ganesh is brand new and it's got even more kind of almost like an elephant skin texture. Just beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, it is in our higher price point. It's priced similar, similar to a uh, silicone. Uh, but it can be cleaned with bleach, disinfectant, and peroxide-based cleaners. I believe phenolic as well. Um, has a great stretch. Feels like real leather. Um, so those are its benefits. And then probably our newest is Tussar, which has a Dupione uh, silk look. Um, it's a silicone hybrid. So that means it's a polyurethane with, with a silicone coating. So when we have... Uh, polyurethane still in, in the makeup, we still, architects at Architects, we still test for hydrolysis. So if there's ever polyurethane, it still gets the hydrolysis test. The silicone is actually a coating. It still has the same inherent properties, so there's no technology in there. So it's stain resistant, um, resists microbes, and is inherently flame, flame retardant, um, but it's, it's a combo. And it actually, that helps reduce the cost a little. And then our newest, and I'm super excited about this one, is our silicone suede. It emulates our old suede pattern that's been out for probably 20 years. That one was always porous, and it really didn't have the same attributes of our, of our other polyurethane. So this one is a silicone version that has that matte look, but still, um, but has the new performance uh, properties that would be more equivalent to our other, our other items. So I think that's the last slide. I mean, beyond this, you can see all of our beautiful product on the source site. On, um, and I don't know if we can go to it from here if you said we could do that, but um, to yeah. that next page. Yeah, I just uh, dropped a link into the chat that you guys can click on to go to um, the Architects brand page on our website. Yeah. Before we wrap up, just let us know if there are any other questions. You guys can drop them into the chat now. Um, and just a quick reminder that a copy of this recording will be sent to you uh, right after we wrap up. And that tomorrow we're going to be hosting John Gallup with Laticrete. Um, you can go to the events page at tothesource.com to register for upcoming events and to watch the archive videos. I can send the position paper. Um, you have contact information on the site too as well, right? So if you want to just send me an email, Shana, I can um, I can get you that position paper on the antimicrobials. Was this helpful? Cool. This was great. Thanks for giving us so much education. I think it's a really good time for that. And this is exactly um, the kind of content designers need. Thanks, Stephanie. Yay. Yeah. All right. Cool, I don't think we have any other questions. Well, thanks for your time and your help. Yeah, thanks, this Stephanie. I really appreciate it. Take care, stay great. well, and happy snacking, everyone. Yeah, happy Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> Bye. Bye.